Chapter Two of Music Talks with Children by Thomas Tapper. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Why we should study music. Music makes people more gentle and meek, more modest and understanding. Martin Luther. It was the same music lover who said once, "Music is the fairest gift of God." Just these words should be a sufficient answer to the question which we have asked in this talk, but a little more may make it clearer. Here we are, gathered together to talk about music. We know music is pleasing. To many of us it is even more than pleasure. Of course, it is difficult to get the lessons properly, and we must struggle and strive. Often the way seems so rude and stony that we cannot advance. We are hurt, and hot tears of discouragement come, and we sit down, dejected, feeling it were best never to try again. But even when the tears flow the fastest, we feel something within us which makes us listen. We can really hear our thoughts, battling to tell us something, prompted by the heart, we may be sure. And what is music making our thoughts say? Have I not been a pleasure and a comfort to you? Have I not set you singing and to dancing many and many times? Have I not let you sing your greatest happiness? And am I not ever about you, at home, in school, in church? Even in the streets I have never deserted you. Always, always, I have made you merry. But this was music you heard. Now you have said you wished to know me yourself, to have me come to dwell in your heart that you might have me understandably. And because I ask favor for you for this, you sit here with your hot tears in your eyes, and not a bit of me present in your heart. Listen. Am I not there? Yes, just a bit. Now more and more, and now would you give me up because I make you work a little? Well, we all have just this experience, and we may always feel ashamed of our discouragements, but even this does not tell us why we should study music. Some people study it because they have to do so, others because they love it. Surely it must be best with those who, out of their hearts, choose to learn about tones and the messages they tell. Did you ever notice how people seem willing to stop any employment if music comes near? Even in the busiest streets of a city, the organ man will make us listen to his tunes. In spite of the hurry and the crowd and the jumble of noises, still the organ tones go everywhere, clear, full, melodious, bidding us heed them. Perhaps we mark the music with one hand, or walk differently, or begin to sing with it. In one way or another, the music will make us do something and show its power. I have seen in many European towns a group of children about the organ-man, dancing or singing, as he played and enjoyed every tune to the utmost. This taught me that music of every kind has its lover, and that with a little pains and a little patience the love for music belongs to all alike, and may be increased if other things do not push it aside. Now one of the first things to be said of music is that it makes happiness, and what makes happiness is good for us, because happiness not only lightens the heart, but it is one of the best ways to make the light come to the face. The moment we study music we learn a severe lesson, and that is this. There can be no use in our trying to be musicians unless we are willing to learn perfect order in all the music tasks we do. In this music is a particularly severe mistress. Nothing slovenly, untidy, or out of order will do. The count must be absolutely right, 
not fast nor slow as our fancy dictates, but even and regular. The hands must do their tasks together in a friendly manner, the one never crowding nor hurrying the other, each willing to yield to the other when the right moment comes. The feet must never use the pedals so as to make the harmonies mingle wrongly, but at just the right moment must make the strings sing together as the composer desires. The thoughts can never for a single moment wander from the playing. They must remain faithful, preparing what is to come, and commanding the hands to do exactly the right task in the right way. That shows us, you see, the second quality and a strict one of music. It will not allow us to be disorderly, and, more than this, it teaches us a habit for order that will be a gain to us in every other task. Now let us see. First, we should study music for the happiness it will give us. Second, we should study music for the order it teaches us. There is a third lesson. If music gives us happiness, do we not in learning it gain a power to contribute happiness to others? That is one of the greatest pleasures in learning. Not only does the knowledge prove of use and joy to us, but we can constantly make it useful and joy-giving to others. Does this not teach us how thankful we should be to all those who live usefully? And think of all the men who have passed their lives writing beautiful thoughts, singing out their very hearts, day after day, all their life long, for the joy of others forever after. In our next talk, we shall learn that pure thought, written out of the heart, is forever for a good in the world. From this we shall learn that to study music rightly is to cultivate in our own hearts the same good thought which the composer had. Hence, the third reason we can find for studying music is that it makes us able to help and to cheer others, to help them by willingly imparting the little knowledge we have, and to cheer them by playing the beautiful thoughts in tone which we have learned. These are three great reasons, truly, but there are many others. Let us speak about one of them. In some of the talks we are to have, we shall learn that true music comes from a true heart, and that great music, that is, the classics, is the thought of men who are pure and noble, learned in the way to write, and anxious never to write anything but the best. There is plainly a great deal of good to us if we study daily the music of men such as these. In this way we are brought in touch with the greatest beauty. This constant presence and influence will mold our thoughts to greater strength and greater beauty. When we read the history of music, we shall see the greatest composers have always been willing to study in their first days the master works of their time. They have strengthened their thoughts by contact with thoughts stronger than their own, and we may gain in just the same way if we will. We know now that there are many reasons why it is good for us to study music. We have spoken particularly of four of these. They are, first, for the happiness it will give us, second, for the order it demands us, third, for the power it gives us to help and cheer others, fourth, for the great and pure thought it brings before us and raises in us. All these things, are they true, you ask? If the little child had asked that of the master, he would have said, These things shalt thou find real, because they make thee brave, and the pain and the drudgery and the hot tears shall be easier to bear for this knowledge, which should be strong within thee as a pure faith. End of chapter 2